Hey, it's me, Gary. I'm back to work after getting COVID. Ordinarily, we use this part of the show to thank uh, specific Patreon backers. I just want to thank everybody uh, for being patient with me and for all the well wishes. Um, It really sucked. I'm really happy to feel better. And uh, I don't, you know, if I just had a normal job, I would have to be scared of losing my job from that. Uh, Instead, I have this dream job where I'm supported by, you know, I'm very very lucky, uh, people who listen uh, and support us. So I'm very grateful, uh, just feeling uh, happy to be alive and very grateful to you all. So thank you for listening. Uh, Thank you, those who choose to support us. Big thanks to Cole, put in a lot of uh, extra work while I was gone, recording some episodes without me. Thank you to Jeremy for subbing on Days of Future Cast. Thank you to Will for subbing on Abject Suffering and putting together the uh, Everything to Guppy Best Of. Uh, Thanks to everybody who kind of pitched in uh, while I was bedbound and uh, coughing like I've never coughed before. I was a maniac, a maniac on the bed. Um, Get vaccinated if you're not. It sucked. Uh, Anywho, thank you, everybody. I really appreciate you. And on to the episode. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we are talking about Castlevania II, Simon's Quest, which is a platformer developed and published by Konami for the NES in 1988. The uh, Probably the most badass person named Simon mm. in fiction or history. Yeah, Simon, Simon tends to be a name of a Dorcas, right? Yeah, real nerd name. Yeah. You know, Simon. Si- Hi, uh, my name is yeah. Simon. Paul Simon named an album "There Goes Ryman Simon," um, and thus set Simon's back by decades. Yeah, and Garfunkel wedged him, <laughs> and thus broke up the greatest American songwriting duo of all time. And to war- and to warrant being bullied by Art Garfunkel of all people—that's a uh, dude. Oof. Yeah, that that <laughs> that's uh, that's extremely bad. Uh, this is a Gary pick. This is a vanity pick and it's a it's a vanity pick it's a, it's one that we've been talking about we've been, we've been threatening to do this for a while oh, uh, yeah. because i think both of us have maybe some misplaced affection for this game <laughs> it it's a it's just affection in in different different places yes you know like there's a this is a game that you have to approach uh you know it's got nothing to do with castlevania <laughs> yeah you know it, uh, not as a castlevania game like our contextualized on the nes and then also uh this is an effable month it's vibe month mm-hmm. on watch out for fireballs like you know usually we don't go in for that yeah uh-huh. but the vibes are fucking on point vibes on point vibes are absolutely <laughs> passes the vibe check even though it's mechanically like a little bit of a mess yeah um i have tons of affection for this game that i wouldn't if it were 12 hours long mm-hmm 
you know, but the fact that like the idea you can get away with this bullshit at two hours. Yeah. You know, two, two, two hours with a guide and save states. We should, we, we, yeah. we should probably say but um, like five hours without. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's not, this is not, this, this should not take you very long. No, no. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it just, uh, we'll, 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 we'll talk about it, but like this, is this is a game that I recognize has tremendous flaws, but I think like, vibe is probably the right way to put it and also like the direction that this is a step in is really interesting to me in a way that like a more complex in a way that a more complex uh, platforming challenge isn't necessarily tremendously important yeah you know uh kind of genre defining thing this is uh this game is an immediate sequel to the original castlevania which we we have covered as well Mm -hmm. uh, on a live episode simon belmont has defeated dracula but suffered a terrible curse in the process. Yes, his wounds from that battle will not heal. Um, uh, uh, much like somebody uh, from the band Lincoln Park. Uh, mm-hmm. And he has to gather the pieces of Dracula's body uh, to cure himself. Kind of the twist in this is you're gathering up his pieces in order to put him back together to revive him to beat him right. Yeah, kill him real good. Yeah. Uh, his body parts, including his ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, movement and combat are basically identical to the original Castlevania. Uh, yes. So we have a whip with a short delay when you use it. Um, you have to commit to your jumps. Mm-hmm. You cannot change direction in midair. No. That Castlevania feel uh, is maintained. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you also have sub-weapons, uh, but these work a little bit differently in Castlevania 1, Castlevania 3. Uh, they're items you pick up and you hold on to them until you pick up another one. Uh, and that choice is, you know, pretty important based on knowledge of what you're going to be uh, going up against, whether you take it or not. Uh, in this, uh, you have like an RPG inventory. Um, once you find a sub weapon, it's just kind of there. You can go into the menu uh, and pick it and use it. Uh, generally, the basic versions of these are free, um, but they're upgraded versions that will cost you hearts, which are the currency um, to use. And there are consumables. Yes. Uh, that you use in this menu as well there are also kind of like ring slots you can find dracula's relics which are the goal of the game to get these but there are certain ones that will give you a gameplay advantage when equipped mm-hmm. uh the big example being his rib cage uh becomes a shield yeah uh, which allows you to deflect projectiles when standing still the rest of them all suck <laughs> but the idea is still there like yes. this is a cool idea you're always basically going to want to have the shield yeah uh, unless you don't have to yeah unless unless you are specifically using one of the ones that lets you uh, destroy blocks better maybe kind of yeah with, yeah hmm. <laughs> um you know it, i love that one because the idea is i don't have to go into the menu i can just use my whip <laughs> yep but you're not gonna have that thing equipped you're not gonna no. have the nail equipped you're still gonna you, go into the menu yeah uh, there are also kind of key items. So yeah. these crystals, uh, that need to be equipped under certain circumstances or to open up passages in the world yeah, and change the world state. Yeah. Um, these items and whip upgrades are either found well, whip or are purchased yes. uh, using currency. These are hearts that mm-hmm. enemies drop. Yes. Confusingly. Um, uh, that has always bothered me about Castlevania, uh, that hearts do not recover health, but that is not a new uh, complaint that's just one that i feel like lodging right now mm-hmm. um yeah uh kind of the the the, the last big systemic change uh before we talk about like the, the the big stuff um is that because this is an action rpg uh you are gaining experience points and leveling up uh this governs your maximum health and not really anything else 
Uh, that's going to be important though. You do not, you do not level up like a bunch. Generally, you're going to level about once per, um, uh, like mansion that you go to like once per major, you know, boss level, uh, kind of deal, but falling behind on this curve is going to be a bummer, uh, because, uh, healing is not necessarily, uh, prevalent in this. You pretty much only do it at, a at the, at the churches, kind of like at the checkpoints. Um, and that extra health is going to be necessary, uh, specifically not because of like difficulty, but because, you know, it's a, it's an endurance challenge kind of thing. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about the marathonness of this as opposed to its sprint. Yes. Nature. Um, which, which again, just, to, you know, I might talk sugar about this game, mm-hmm. vibe check, but it's a big flaw. Yes. Um, it's really easy to play through this game without knowing there is an experience system. Mm-hmm. It just seems like your health gets refilled kind of randomly <laughs> um, and your bar, your health bar doesn't get longer. Right. So it, it's kind of your maximum health. It's also kind of your damage resistance. Yeah. It could be seen. That goes way. up. You know what yeah, it reminds it, me it, of? It reminds me of, it reminds me of the experience system in Bionic Commando. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a good point of comparison Yeah, uh, there. Um, so while, uh, your moment to moment moving your Simon Belmont around will feel very familiar, the structure of the game is totally different. Yeah. Um, instead of going, uh, seeing a map and going level to level and having these different levels represent parts on the, on a map, on a, a quest, this is a big open world. Um, you travel the countryside, you visit towns, um, you go to these different mansions, uh, in basically any order yeah. to gather the relics you need. And all this takes place from a side scrolling perspective, right? It's doing that Goonies two thing <laughs> where 3d space is sort of represented in a, a 2d angle sorta yeah. maybe kinda there is no in-game map um so either if you're going to be playing this now like you can find um you know maps that people have made uh to show how everything kind of fits together or you would want to uh kind of make or keep track of your own just because backtracking is required in this yeah you can also uh if you mod this game which we'll talk we'll have a note about near the end yeah uh, that is one of the more common mods yes is adding a symphony of the night-esque map Mm -hmm. to this yeah uh the countryside is full of monsters and these little platforming challenges and uh you know so this is where you're going to be traversing from kind of point of interest to point of interest Mm -hmm. um the towns have villagers uh, who give text. We'll talk about that at length. Mm-hmm. Merchants and churches. Uh, churches are where you can heal. Yeah. And uh, kind of the big, you know, other than just the open world nature and the XP system, the huge change uh, for this compared to other Castlevanias is a day-night cycle. Yes. You may be uh, familiar with the meme text, you know, what a terrible night to have a curse, right? Um, but that coincides with this pretty consequential mechanical change. Uh, because there is, you know, a distinct world state change that happens here. When night falls, the monsters get tougher, specifically more durable, and they do more damage. Uh, but they drop more um, uh, experience. They drop more currency, right? Yes, it's both. Your experience is currency as well. Yeah. And there's a system uh, in this where once you you can level out of an area, yeah, um, where area where enemies will still give you money. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll give you hearts, but they don't count as XP. Mm. They only count as money. So um, yeah. this day-night cycle is awesome. Yes, love it. Uh, absolutely love it. it. It got a lot of shit. We'll, we'll talk about this game's kind of place in the cultural conversation a little bit yeah. later. Um, as a kid, uh, this was scary. Oh, because it takes away any version of your safe zone. The, the, the towns yeah. go away. 
yeah, the, the villagers lock themselves up. Uh, you cannot heal. And the towns <laughs> themselves become uh, action stages. Zombies walk back and forth. Crows are about. Uh, <laughs> it's no good. Uh, you just have to wait until morning comes. And you yeah. can find a safe spot where enemies don't spawn. Yeah. And hunker down. <laughs> uh, as a, like, ludonarrative consonance moment as a kid. Yeah. Uh, very cool. Like, so, I have a very low health. I'm just going to wait this out. Like, how opposite of that? How opposite is that of the usual NES power fantasy, right? Yes. Like, I mean, Simon Belmont, he's a fucking barbarian on the cover. You know, he is yeah. basically designed or at least traced off of a Frank Verzetta, you know, kind of, you know, subject, right? You know, showing yeah. showing you the fantasy kind of thing. Him just kind of like, okay, I'm going to stand on this block because if I don't walk in any other direction, zombies won't appear. Yeah. Like eyeballs won't fade <laughs> up from the background. Yeah, uh, like it, it kind of does sell this diminished version of Simon, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it contributes to like the big strength of this game. We talk about the vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things we're talking about is atmosphere. Yes. You know, and this happens on a, on a regular timer, but it feels unpredictable. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be, you know, unless you're a speedrunner or something, you're not going to be thinking of, uh, the terms of this. This just feels like it could happen at any time. Yeah. Yeah. You could um, like, there, there's a clock in your menu, but you're not going to be opening up to look at that and watch it. This is going to catch you by surprise. I think some of the heat that this gets is something that is also modded out. It should be clear. Both of us played the vanilla version of this, right? Yeah, I played on the Castlevania collection on my Switch. Yeah, I, I played it on a on, on an emulator, uh, but I've got that collection. It's a good collection just because there's lots of oddities in there. Um, Damn good collection. Yeah, um, but I think a lot of the heat that this gets, especially here in America, is because of the localization, um, the transition between uh, day and night. The text that pops up moves very, very slowly. Basically, it has to do with how English text written out has more characters in it to express the same idea that Japanese text uh, expresses in fewer characters. So you're waiting for character by character, you know, 15, 20 characters to pop up, whereas in, you know, the Japanese version, you know, the pace is not that big of a concern. Yeah. So it's interesting. So I, I did a lot of reading about this game in terms of the American and Japanese version because it's a poster child for like a larger discussion Yes, around that. So that is true. But the Famicom disc ver- system also had load times. It had loading screens. So it like shifts were, it around. Yeah. So you still had to do that waiting. There's a really interesting uh, article on Legends of Localization where they uh, talk to they talk about the different differences and mm-hmm. then they also have a bunch of uh like they're like let's see what japan's gaming community says about the first avgn yes uh episode and tons of them were like oh man the loading times here would kill him <laughs> like th- this is this is so much worse on the famicom disk system yeah like this thing you're complaining about so it's you know this is kind of a point later when we start talking about the translation but this is a really interesting game in that more of it is intentional mm-hmm. than uh it is often yeah you know kind of ascribed to or like a lot of times people talk about this as if this is just a localization translation casualty and no it's just a weird fucking game for the most part yeah and that that, that that's a trap that we fall fall into 
over here in America. I think it's kind of a similar version of people building up Terranigma into something bigger than it is just because it wasn't yes. available here. We we just assumed that in the original form, it lacked these problems that we had, even though they were present, but for different reasons, you know? So regardless of if it was intentional, it was still, it was still there in the, in the initial product. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a, a, a real ready instinct yeah uh, that that people have and it's a lot of times it is true yeah but it's not always true so you it's know, there, there are a lot of things where that's not the case what's the opposite of sour grapes <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh it's not it's well, not shot it's, Freud. <laughs> yeah it's not shot it's it's this this weird yeah there there's a it's strange. It's a strange impulse uh, that, it, like I said, is not always true. Uh, that we'll talk about this a little bit later as well. Another thing is that, um, so I have this the soundtrack for this on vinyl. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is my favorite Castlevania soundtrack. It's great. Uh, it you know, and uh, the vinyl is one half is the the NES version, the other half is the Famicom Disk System version. Oh, Disc weird. System version. So it's a so I it's like, a one sided vinyl. <laughs> it's a it's it's a you know, two sided vinyl, but with the same. Yeah. Well, the, well the no. Why, why would you listen order. to the Famicom one? <laughs> this is like, oh, the, no, it's yeah, the I, it's the rare case where the where the uh, the American cartridge version is better. <laughs> exactly. Like I, I did for curiosity for yeah. science. Yeah. You know, but that's another thing where people talk, and I'm like, yeah, this the soundtrack is better. You know, like it's not uh, li- give give people credit for work sometimes. Like it's not yeah. always, there's this weird. I don't know what the the impulse is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's a it's a strange thing. Like I think that the NES soundtrack for this is significantly better. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, and, I, and the NES version, the translation stuff. So, like, while there were uh, fewer loading times, the things that are mistranslated, which there there are some, are a pain. Yes. Like, I'm not saying the translation is nothing. Mm-hmm. It's just been overstated. Yeah, historically, it's it, it still contrib it contributes more confusion to something that was designed to be confusing. Yes, already pretty confusing. Yeah. Regardless, of which the day night cycle is awesome. Yes, uh, and the even the English text waiting for it to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was surprised by how much that didn't feel like a big deal. Oh no, uh, no, I love it. It's yeah, and this I'm I'm into it. I like the uh, the the moment of pause. It's per, it's per, it's purple, and I'm oh, I mean, even just the uh, the 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 sentence itself. So I I misunderstood what you said. Um, the fact that that is an infamous line is the thing that I love. I love mm-hmm. what a horrible night to have a curse, and the sun has vanquished the ter- the horrible night or whatever, um, because it is purple and awkward, just like gothic fiction is mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah it's like lovecraft like tapped you on the shoulder and yeah you know uh mention this it's it's a uh, it's really good yeah. i i do not understand complaining about that nope yeah. um uh, uh, the day night cycle contributes to the endings that you get in this um if you know the sooner you defeat dracula the better because this curse progresses um uh this does not really matter too much at least in the american version i don't know what it's like in the japanese version it's it's the same it's the same it's still mixed up yeah. so this is this is not they're not mixed up this is the intended thing it's just how it is for both mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't make counter it doesn't make uh, intuitive sense no well, well but again it, it's one of those things where like i spent like a decade and a half with like, you know, Oh yeah. They just fucked up the, the endings of the English version. N- no, and then I actually did the research and I was like, no, this is how they are. It's, it's, it's how they are, but they're mixed up in both because of a mistake. Um, according to an interview, the interview with the director that okay. I saw. 
I I couldn't find text to confirm that. I just saw that it was because it was uh, relocalized. They are different, Mm -hmm. but the, the general, uh, the faster you go, the worse it goes. (laughs) Uh, And if you, you do it really quick, Dracula comes back uh, is, is the same across, uh, across the pond. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, let, let's let's talk in, in a little bit more detail about that translation misleading uh, kind of stuff. Yes. So this is the thing that I think dominates the conversation about this game, uh, which is the fact that figuring out what to do is very, very difficult based on what the villagers tell you to do. Your objectives could be either left or right from where you're headed. Uh, you know, it's very difficult to know which way to go. Uh, sometimes the paths branch up or down. Um, which uh, adds a little bit more complication into that as well. There's a ferryman who seemingly takes you into a different dimension. Uh, again, yeah, that he, 3D, 2D random. thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of this, I think, is chalked up to the 3D, 2D yes. thing uh, because they cannot use cardinals. Mm-hmm. They can't really use direction in general because yeah. the, the world loops. Mm-hmm. You know, something is to your right and left simultaneously. Yeah. Um, and there, there's incident on the way. Yeah. Uh, it's it's very confusing to navigate. Yeah. And to kind of try to help you with this are signage or clues mm-hmm. uh, that villagers give you. Yes. Um, um, you know, telling you about like interaction points that may not be readily apparent, you know, letting yes. you know, hey, that dead end does not necessarily a dead end is usually what that corresponds to. Yes. Uh, these are, for the most part, are esoteric in either translation there are a few translations like uh they're they're high on that legends of localization thing mm-hmm. uh, or the strategy wiki i think is where i read this but they're yeah. highlighted in red yes um you know so you can see which ones are they're clearly different um it's not most of them there's just a couple of them uh and some of them are arguable yeah so the, the what i take from this is that enemies are or not enemies npcs <laughs> who act like enemies uh, are giving you unreliable information mm-hmm by design and that, that is a really neat idea i love it but i, I mean I, I, yeah <laughs> it just they don't it's it sucks because it's this this world uh-huh like this world even with with characters that would give you direct like directions mm-hmm. it would still be really confusing to figure out what they meant on yeah. this weird 2d 3d is loop is left west and therefore if that's the case it, it is is north deeper into the screen is north up <laughs> yeah you know in this because you can't it's not like friday the 13th where you can literally walk into the background yeah you can just go left and right up and down mm-hmm. it's really bizarre yeah um there and when you read uh the retranslations of this it doesn't feel helpful no like the the big one that feels helpful is the uh in the translation a whirlwind got translated to soul yeah uh in the nes version and that's very confusing mm-hmm um, that would be helpful Yeah, to know that a, a whirlwind comes because wind is, you know, that that's a mistranslation, mm-hmm. uh, but typically like even having the right things, this doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. It, it would still, it's still vague. It still doesn't feel like it corresponds, you know, to what you have to do oftentimes is have the correct thing equipped and kneel for a couple seconds until something happens. The the way that you would have to do directions in this would feel so video gamey. Yeah, it would be like go over four screens <laughs> in order for know? It, in order for it to be specific. Yeah, yeah, for for it to tell you where things are, which mm-hmm. is the the goal. 
yeah. of this stuff. Like there's a lot of like uh you or it would need like area title cards. Yes. Like Dark Souls. Like somebody can tell you about Deborah Cliff. Mm-hmm. Uh but it's not like the cliffs have a little like plaque right in front of them that talk about Deborah dying there or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> like you still have to kind of intuit this stuff so it, it is part of it's a very intentional thing yeah. and you can you can decide whether you think that this is a good intention or a worthwhile intention mm-hmm. but it, it is an intentional uh design decision to create this atmosphere of hostility yes in the world um this is when you have the npcs kind of laughing at you mm-hmm. you have merchants fucking hiding out under the floor <laughs> it is a hostile hostile world whether you are fighting or not mm-hmm. um, that's cool as hell that that, that 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 is great i like there being unreliable characters i love it when a game lies to me in general um mm-hmm. the discussion of the actual effect that has that that has on play feels a little bit separate uh, you can't entirely, you know, divorce the two, but I think that oh. I can, I can appreciate this vibe, um, uh, even, uh, separate from, you know, the experience of playing it back it's in the a day. It's idea executed horribly. Yes. Like, <laughs> that, execute, that, absolute dog shit execution. That, like, that, that is worth saying. Uh, yeah. this is probably one of the more pronounced instances of something that is very true for a lot of older games we cover. Like, it's impossible for me to talk about playing this game without a guide uh, because uh, long before I ever played this, I had this um, like secrets of the Nintendo sages book. That was just like a bunch of game guides put into one written by Russell Demaria that had Mm -hmm. just like a written walkthrough for Castlevania two. I read that front to back so many times that I just kind of knew this stuff before I ever set thumbs on Castlevania two as a kid. Mm. So it's, it's hard. It's it's impossible, impossible for me to like, say like, okay, uh, to reconcile what it would have been like to play it back in the day with what it's like to play it now with guides and save states. Right. Even without guides for like, that's true for me as well. And then also I just played it as a kid. So a lot of this stuff is just internalized. Yeah. You know, what I have in terms of a fresh experience is the memory of when this was just a big mystery world and I didn't understand it. Yeah. And like making hand-drawn maps and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, you know, you, you get both experiences mm-hmm. for this. And playing it today, when I have a certain aspect memorized and I have ready access to guides and maps, there's, you kind of like, I kind of imagine a version of myself without it. Yeah. And just be like, that. that's fucking neat. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it almost, it's like a holodeck experience of <laughs> the ideal version of this that I imagine, or like an allegory of the cave. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm i seeing the shadow, but I'm imagining what's there. Mm-hmm. This like perfect version of this that in no way exists. No. no. Um, you know, having those guides back then too, that was part of the intended experience. Yes. Like this was designed with the knowledge that there were hint lines and guidebooks and stuff. Mm-hmm. That was not a secret to Konami. Right. You know, they didn't do it to sell them. But they knew people would have access to that. Yes, it was um, it was it was part of the intended experience. Uh, so there's like the the hostility point, which is really important for the vibe. There's also like the irrelevant information, like figuring out what is characterization, what is chaff, and the fact that you could just walk up to this villager who talks about how hot you are. Yeah, <laughs> the, you got the thirsty villager in this. Yeah. Yeah, this is the the uh, the ladies, the red ladies in Zelda Two. Got nothing. Um, you know, and that chaff. I uh, 
I was very surprised when I saw the literal translation and the retranslation of the chaff mm-hmm. as well, because I thought that would be something that would be more clearly uh, demarcated as useless. Mm-hmm. And it, it's really not. No, it is. It is part of I think the intended experience for this is to have a piece of graph paper to make a map and then also have notes yeah. set up where you're writing down like this is the name of the village. Here's the information in it. Part of the game is deciding what information is relevant and yeah. what information is just these weirdos are Dracula pills <laughs> and, uh, and thus, you know, they haven't slept in days. Yeah. You know, <laughs> duck in graveyard followed by 15 question marks. Yeah. The graveyard duck, the, the infamous graveyard, graveyard duck, which I think came about because they talk about the guy who's there waddling. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's real cute. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty good. Um, but yeah, just all of that again, contributes to this, uh, to this vibe. If you want to see, uh, some of those retranslations and even just like what feels more valuable is like the incredibly literal translations of the original Japanese text. And like mm-hmm. a big table of comparisons. One of the developers who made a uh, um, a retranslation mod, uh, his name is Bizquit, uh, Finnish developer. That's B I Z Q W I T. Uh, the site that they put up for the um, uh, for their project uh, just has a big table um, that has all of these different versions of uh, the different yeah. text, and that gives a good amount of insight it also um has like commentary like describing like okay here's probably what was intended here's you know here's here's how it ended up basically here's probably why they ended up saying that i found that um on the strategy wiki but i bet you if you just search yeah uh that you'll you'll find it Mm -hmm. um it's confusing yes uh it is the experience of playing this without a guide is not is not recommended really at all mm-hmm. uh even though i do think you can still probably get through it like five or six hours yeah because the the real estate is not that big um level design is an issue uh in this game enemies behave the same way that they did before just kind of like walking back and forth uh and i don't there's a, there's a thing where people talk about enemies kind of being copy pasted i don't see that so much just as the platforming like the environment that they're in yeah being really oversimplified Mm -hmm. um the simplification is a real problem even when things get difficult um it is implemented in a very simple in a very simple way like what if what if we just had a bunch of platforms that moved up and down slightly that were as far apart as you could possibly jump across yep yeah just make that jump every time. And yes. we'll talk about this when we start talking about death mm-hmm. uh, in there because that ends up being a problem that yes. ties into this. Um, this happens at the mansions as well, which are kind of, you know, the legacy dungeons in this. Um, they are really simple. Yeah. Um, just kind of mazes. Uh, there are traps in it. So like invisible pitfalls where you have to watch your step um, or breakaway walls that are there. Like this kind of thing to me added... Like this was my little kid version of Sun's Fortress. Yeah, you know it. It it felt like there was a lot of intentionality to it. As an adult, these are my least favorite parts of the experience. Yeah, other than the the soundtrack for that area banging, um, <laughs> but it, it's they're not particularly fun. They don't put a, a boss in most of them. Nope. You know the, the mansions kind of suck in this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard not to compare these mansions to Castlevania one and Castlevania three, where each stage feels very thoughtfully designed around your cape, your avatar capabilities and the different weapons that you have available, you know, and the, you know, the enemies were placed in a way to, you know, to to thwart you and test you right here. It's, it just kind of feels like space. 
Yeah. There's, there's a little bit of that. Like yeah. every once in a while you get a little bit of that feeling that creeps in. Yeah. You know, and same thing in the overworld, mm-hmm. you know, from time to time, there'll be something that, that feels like it's, Oh, like when, when I get to this point, something spawns in that's coming in in a diagonal. Yeah. Uh, so, and if I try to go back to get an angle on that, It'll, there's a monster that spawns. Yeah. Like you, you can run into those authored situations from time to time, mm-hmm. but it's not the, uh, it's not the most common experience. Yeah. Um, something that you would find out by playing that, um, anniversary collection, uh, of the Castlevanias is that this mansion design is really on loan from the MSX2 version of Castlevania, uh, vampire killer. Uh, those are mazes. You have to find the, the, the way out. There's lots of dead ends and stuff. And there's even like the little mid-level objective of finding the key, or in this case, going mm-hmm. to a monk that'll give you the scroll. You need to open the orb. Yeah. You, you buy a stake. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, and you can only carry one, so you can't stock up, uh, even though there is one where you want to grab one on the way out. Yes. It'll save you a lot of time. Um, there are a few bosses, and they are lame. <laughs> so bad. Uh, yeah. This <laughs> is really a hard decision to defend. I can't. Uh, it's impossible. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Th- this is just shitty. Um, even when they look cool, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like the mask thing looks awesome. Yeah. It just doesn't do anything. No. Uh, you know yeah i can't think of a justification uh for why uh for why the bosses are as dead simple as they as they are i have never been so unafraid of death it doesn't it's not that i need castlevania to have ultra challenging bosses right like i I love the boss fights in castlevania one and three Mm -hmm. i love those games those games are great um I, you know, one big Elden Ring lesson was like, I, I'm okay with a boss being a pushover every once mm-hmm. in a while. It can be about the spectacle and the design and stuff. Uh, this doesn't do spectacle or design and all of them yeah. are pushovers. Like they may as well not be there. You can run past them. Yep. That it's just, it's silly. Mm-hmm. It feels unfinished. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, it does not, it, I, mistakes or sloppiness in this that contributes to a mood. Mm-hmm. I, I am okay f- forgiving because this game was important to me as a child and it's a really low commitment and i admire it yeah a mistake or flaw that doesn't contribute to mood or actively works against that mood doesn't get that balance doesn't get the benefit of the doubt on that yeah yeah so these suck um when you die in this game you just you have a certain number of lives and you die you start right where you where you died if you continue same thing happens but you lose your money Mm-hmm. Um, this was a thing that if you want, there's an ego Raptor video, uh, about this, that was a early piece of video game criticism. That's mm-hmm. very famous, uh, about this. This is a bummer because all you lose is time. Yep. You know, if you die while you're grinding, um, you know, that sucks. Mm-hmm. It's not a meaningful setback. Uh, I was thinking about this when I was playing it. Uh, I just, if I had a lot of money, once I knew this, having a lot of money, I was like, I want to be careful. I'm not going to die. Yeah. And this ended up actually feeling a little bit forward thinking. Yeah. To me, uh, like this almost is a nod towards like a post limited life game. Style. Yeah. It doesn't, that's not, I don't really value limited lives as a tension maker. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. And it's, it's really hard to put myself in a mindset where I can say like, Oh yeah, I, I can, I can see, I, I, I can see, I, you know, I can put on the hat of somebody who, you know, sees this as a reasonable restriction on them. Something that is something that is additive here. It just, it kind of feels, it kind of feels like an acknowledgement of the change of the structure. 
uh, or mm-hmm. if not an acknowledgement, at least an accommodation for it, you know? And, and that change in structure is really forward looking. Yes. You know, it, it is more what games became. Yeah. Uh, whether, and you can, you can debate whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. And there are throwbacks that reject that, uh, and stuff. That's all fine. That's mm-hmm. a, a perfectly valid conversation. Um, but this was forward looking in that way. Yeah. Uh, and I, I got to hand it to him for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, because of that, because the bosses are so easy and because the platforming challenges are a little bit more arbitrary, uh, this game is much easier. Yeah. Castlevania one and three are, uh, big challenge fuck games. Mm-hmm. Uh, this game is not no. Castlevania two, I think is a little too easy. Yeah. It's uh, a, it, it, it feels a little bit like the, um, like the dragon quest to just keep climbing kind of deal. Yeah. 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 And, and once you know what to do, once you can get, uh, the most powerful whip mm-hmm. and the most powerful sub weapons, you're very strong. Yes. You know, you're, you're just really not going to get into trouble. And then once you have those things, you have no reason to save money. Mm-hmm. So if you die, there's no penalty. Right. Just keep throwing yourself at the thing. Uh, I am okay with that because it's not a game about challenge, but I think that throws a lot of people yeah. uh, because that is what this name is synonymous with. Or it feels, what synonymous with. It feels out of step with, yeah. uh, with the other beloved games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, aesthetically, uh, this looks like NES Castlevania. They've changed some of the aesthetic yeah. to this. Um, it is not as bright. Mm-hmm. Um, as it, as it once was, I actually really like the look of this game. Yeah. Um, I like how, how detailed, like the cobblestones in the village look and, and how the forest looks like, I think this looks better than Castlevania one mm-hmm. to me. Um, but that's going to be a mileage very, yeah. uh, kind of thing. I, I found some of the, like specifically the character art sprite work, uh, was a bit of a bummer to me. It felt a little bit more awkward. Um, uh, and I felt like a little bit of the, uh, kind of the restricted color, uh, you know, palette of an given mm-hmm. screen um just it felt like it was a little bit more uh you know every screen was a little bit more dominated by one particular tone uh mm-hmm. as opposed to you know that 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 almost feels like it is another sacrifice of density you know castlevania's castlevania one and three's levels very dense they can be densely designed this because there is so much space is going to be a little bit more open that presents its own you know kind of aesthetic and I think I'm mostly expressing a preference, a preference here when I say the visuals here are weaker. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. Yeah. I, for sure. Yeah. Like the weird thing going back to Castlevania one, if you haven't played it in a long time is how fucking psychedelic the levels look. Yeah. Like just random shit is orange, like oranges <laughs> that never occur in nature, not even on the, the titular fruit, <laughs> you know, uh, this is more the thing that, uh, I, and it feels at the time or, you know, in every individual level, it's not like this is orange because it's a cistern, Yeah, you know, or this is orange because this is the back stairs to Dracula's mansion. I think the thing that Castlevania two does is that you can start associating a palette with a biome Yeah, because you are traversing biomes. So like, Mm -hmm. I know this color means swamp. I know swamp means this set of enemies. Yes. Um, it kind of, to me, it kind of bypasses my, you know, as an individual scene, I like mm-hmm. the incredibly messy, like Mandy-esque psychedelic fuckscape of Castlevania one mm-hmm. in terms of feeling like a world this contributes for me. Yes. Uh, another constraint that is put on this that is almost too obvious, uh, that, it, uh, makes you forget to mention it is that, uh, all of the outdoor spaces, including the towns needed to be designed for two different color palettes day or night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, and again, I, I like how things look at night. I like the mm-hmm. dark version of, of the town quite yeah. a bit. These dark blues um, or purples. I don't know. <laughs> uh, every song on the soundtrack is great. Love it. Every single one of them is good there. This is uh, this is my favorite uh, Castlevania soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Personally, uh, famous song. What's the one? Bloody Tears or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Standout stuff. Standout track. Uh, the game was designed by Hitoroshi Akamatsu, uh, director who made Castlevania one, uh, went on to make Castlevania three Dracula's curse, uh, kind of the, 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 the central person there. Weirdly, uh, people would say, Hey, this is nodding toward what would ultimately be a Metroidvania, uh, kind of feel. Um, uh, that is true. This is kind of an intermediate step towards symphony of the night. However, Akamatsu does not cite Metroid as an inspiration, uh, instead, he was following uh, one of uh, Konami's own games. Yes. Uh, Nightmare 2, The Maze of Gallius. Yeah. Uh, an MSX game, um, which was an open world, kind of like an open castle you could explore and uh, had a different task to unlock different levels within. Yeah. Um, very Metroidvania. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is still the, the Vania yep. of Metroidvania. Mm-hmm. You know, this and then Super Metroid and Symphony went on for it. Yes. But the uh, this is the, the beginning of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the design document talks about some things that seem pretty interesting. So the zombies in the towns originally were going to be, uh, what's the name of those Japanese jumping vampire zombies? I, I do not remember their name, but I know yeah. who you're talking about. Yeah. I want to say Khonshu, but that's uh, Moon Knight's that's god. Moon, that's Moon Knight's buddy. <laughs> yeah. He loves uh, that shit. You put a conchu <laughs> under a box with a string. Moon, you got a moon night in the morning. Uh, God, I love that show. Um, but um, uh, the, the, they were originally going to be those, but people thought they were too difficult uh, when the zombies being in there was already uh, 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 kind of a kind of a bummer if you were looking to survive, let's say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and also the day and night uh, cycle was going to affect more um, in the world. There were going to be hazards like collapsing bridges or strong winds that would have appeared at different times of day, which sets up kind of this neat thing where like maybe during the day, the enemies are not uh, that tough, but the actual but the bridges fucking suck. Uh, but the play, Oh God, they just, they just wilt under the yeah. sun. Yeah. I'm sleepy. I've been up all night. <laughs> I'm collapse. <laughs> I am. Co- <laughs> I'm collapse. I, I'm going, I'm going full collapse mode today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just uh absolute trash tier collapse mode. Empires no. do that. You know, <laughs> just, <laughs> em, uh, you know what? Empire is going to get the crumbles. It's, it's yeah, fine. So what happens? Um, that, that is a cool idea, even though I think that, uh, well, I mean, this, this is a cool thing. It would need a way to pass time because yes. it would introduce an element of planning. Yeah. Uh, which is a cool idea, but you'd have to be able to like go into the clock shop and talk yeah. to a time priest <laughs> uh, <laughs> for that to work. Don't threaten me with a cooler concept. <laughs> um, this, uh, this game was advertised in America with this controversial Nintendo power cover with a model dress as Simon holding Dracula's severed head. It fucking owns. <laughs> it's great. Uh, just incredible. I love old Nintendo power covers. Mm-hmm. Uh, parents complained it, it gave their kids nightmares. Good. Yeah. Um, um, I would counter, hey, maybe raise cooler kids. <laughs> yeah. Maybe your parents shouldn't be cousins and maybe you'll have a, like a cooler kid because these are the kind of nightmares they're going to uh, treasure. It, watch somebody 
at me about that fucking joke. Me? Like, yeah, no, it's yeah, going to, I, I yeah. hate this world. <laughs> uh, but anyway, the, the, um, I think that this is badass. Yes. And if I gave me nightmares, I would treasure them. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. uh, this reviewed well <laughs> when it came out. Um, you know, people, people liked it. This was a hit, yeah. uh, in history though, uh, after the fact now, uh, this has a very spotty reputation. Yeah. The, uh, with, with people, mm-hmm. um, for the reasons we talked about, uh, not least of which that it's the, the first, uh, angry video game mm-hmm. nerd episode. Yeah, no, that's, that, that's weird. We've not, uh, I maybe the only game we've covered in the entire run of the show that's had an AVGN about it. But I'm oh, aware. Of. I don't think that's true. I, I think we've done more than that. On Waff, I, th- I kind of he he's been going for a long time. Yeah, he uh, has. He's he's really hit some some survey. Uh, you know, I would not be surprised if he did like Pokemon Snap or something. Uh, okay, yeah, that's you that, know, like that, I, that is possible. I, I could be wrong about that, but I, I, I feel like I also haven't seen an AVGN video since 2010. So yeah, that, it's not something that uh, at the time. Yes, you know, I, I'm not above it, or wasn't above it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not. It's not to my taste right now. Yeah, yeah, um, but it's it, it, place. it feels worth saying here just because that's a that like that dude shaped video game commentary. <laughs> One hundred percent. Like yeah. as and and his specific take on this mm-hmm. shaped the things that the angry video game YouTuber mm-hmm. persona would complain about. Yeah, you know, like the 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 game grumpsification, like the people just not liking something about a game mm-hmm. shaped by this. Yeah, like his nitpicks about this specific game. Yeah, some of which are valid, some of which are nitpicks. Yeah. Um, so there's, there are mods for this. People saw this as a game that needed fixing and they have, uh, they have set about doing it, uh, to make it, you know, more functional for modern players. It feels like more so than to kind of make it more, more better match. Yeah. Or make it better match the, uh, the, the, the designer's original intentions. Let's say Mm -hmm. there, there are some mods that are, that, that are that there are some mods that are more for quality of life. Both of these feel more about quality of life to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the first one I heard about was Simon's Redaction. Yeah. Uh, this is by the Almighty Guru, uh, and this retranslates the text, makes the text speed faster, moves some clues around. Yeah, uh, pretty simple. Yeah, mod like in the the original spirit. Uh, a little bit more drastic. The uh, person who did the translation, the Finnish developer uh, we mentioned earlier, Bisquick, uh, retranslated the text. Uh, but this is the one that includes a Symphony of the Night style map yeah. and replaces the password system with battery saves. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised so. that we haven't seen um, retro indie games come back with passwords. Oh, that's that's an interesting. I mean, it's hard to argue for them. You'd have yeah. to do it in like a tunic way that was meta. Yeah, because uh, they suck. Yes. Like, I what would happen is people would lose, like, turn off their game thinking it would save. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't, and then they would lose their minds. Yeah, that's true. You I'm know? not saying I want them. I'm just saying I'm surprised. <laughs> I, there's a there's a sicko mindset that would that would really want it yeah you know i i too am uh, a little bit surprised i'm also surprised that we don't get uh so this you know, we you have this earlier in the notes but i just want to make sure we land on it um the un- i love the unofficial trilogy of weird ass nes sequels mm-hmm. um this is our second one we've done uh we did mario 2 aka doki doki uh you know go ask the internet <laughs> and uh the other one being zelda 2 another game i have a lot of affection for yeah um, you can, uh, on the switch online service, mm-hmm. there is a Zelda two, um, mode where you can play with everything unlocked from the beginning. Yeah. So you're just, you know, basically super mode 
Like yeah. you're, you, it gets rid of all the grinding. Mm-hmm. Um, you still have to go get the items, but you're really powerful. That's really fun. Yeah. Um, it would be weird to cover that game using that version. It would, but it would be hard to convince myself to play it the normal way after having yes. tried it. Because <laughs> it, it's grindy as shit. Yeah. Uh, it's still just interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I have so much affection for this era of every single major Nintendo developer just making these big swings or mm-hmm. big, you know, Nintendo thing, except for Capcom, of course. Well, yeah. Is Cap- like Capcom is just things. like, what, what have we, what have we just slowly iterated and perfected this <laughs> idea over the course of three games? <laughs> And then yeah. slowly deperfected it mm-hmm. step by step. Until <laughs> the, um, that's a little too close to perfect. <laughs> Around Mega Man 2, I was hospitalized for approaching perfection. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, um, yeah. yeah. No, I, I agree. I like this era a lot. I, I go to bat for these uh, for these fucked up little weirdo games uh, like this. Not Metroid 2, though. Um I don't care. Yeah, Metroid 2 is hard to go to. I, I find that hard to, yeah. to like as well. Yeah. Um, the uh, uh, I remember when the first Adventure Time DS game came out. Oh, yeah. And it was a Zelda 2 like mm-hmm. that being awesome. Yeah. Like, man, this is just like a good Zelda 2. Why not? What the fuck? You know, <laughs> um, I want more of those. Agreed. So uh, let's get into it. Let's do. This is going to be real quick. <laughs> it's going to yeah, go there's so not, fast. Most of the stuff you just Castlevania through stuff. Yeah. Uh, here, um, you know. Hopefully, we spend enough time explaining the vibe part of it because that is what the main experience you take away yes. from this. Yeah. Like being lost or not knowing where to go and spending a lot of time kind of poking into the unknown mm-hmm. is the intended experience. And that does create a specific mood. Yes. It has nothing to do with a walkthrough of the game though. No, there's got you know, very little. And about I almost said got nothing to do with, but you just said that exact, that exact same thing, but without the emphasis. Yeah. Without the, uh, I think you should leave. That's yeah. okay. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um, I love how this game opens. You're just up in a town. You're high up in the the, the just the, the the platform levels of this city, um, and you're right next to a guy. Who says first, first buy this crystal. Damn it! Yeah, <laughs> um, and he's right. You do need to grab this crystal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's very funny that a guy just tells you. Yes. Uh, you start with fifty money. Mm-hmm. So uh, nice. You you can buy the crystal right away, or you can buy the holy water in town um and you can uh but you need both yes. you want both ultimately so it's telling you to go get some money uh yeah. and this functions kind of as a tutorial um to go uh check out the combat it also signals its non-linearity um mm-hmm. if you go left there are these two-headed ogre thingies yeah uh that are much harder they will ruin you <laughs> they have projectiles yeah, they, they will... that will chunk your health yeah Yep, they will fuck you up. Uh, but if you go right, you're just dealing with little skeletons and, and werewolves. Yeah. Just walking back and forth. Little yeah. Guys. Yeah. Skeletons, you know, they just walk. The werewolves, when they get close, they'll jump. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, confounding both attacking and jumping over them. Nice little uh, nice little variety there. Uh, the white crystal is one of those key items that you equip. 
uh, you know, just a password, basically, just a, a key for a, a little key bit later on. Yeah. Um, uh, the holy water, it's worth saying, it does not out of the gate function like the holy water from the original Castlevania. It doesn't, you know, hit the ground and then cause like the flare up that stays. This is more just like attack something that is down and diagonal from you. Yeah. And I... uh, later there'll be an upgraded version that has the lasting flame. It, um, everything when you hit it in this game gets paralyzed yes. for a moment. Uh, and the holy water is very useful for that. Mm-hmm. Um, your whip has a cooldown, but it's separate from your holy water cooldown. So, uh, early on when you are getting money, uh, that you need, um, alternating between whip and holy water mm-hmm. really fast, will do more damage. Yes. Um, it's also just less some straw man jump out of the, you know, spaghetti me and yell <laughs> at me. Um, you are grinding. Yes. Uh, here it's a couple minutes mm-hmm. you know i like oh but oh how interesting gary you don't like grinding hmm. uh, i don't but you do so little of it in this game yeah uh you you need like 300 hearts total 400 maybe to make you know, progress on, yeah depending, yeah depending on what you do like mm-hmm. what you get like so, so in this town there's a thorn whip uh, which does double damage. Your whip does one damage. The thorn whip does two. Um, you can grab it now, or you can just jump up to the the chain whip, mm-hmm. which is good for a real long time. Yeah, you know, and and eventually uh, the last upgrade is free. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of uh, grinding that needs to be done. Whip upgrades um, are uh, generally the most expensive things that you need to buy outside of maybe like if you have to buy a bunch of laurels which are temporary invincibility or, you know, maybe they have to buy like four garlic in the game or something like that. Um, but upgrading your whips also weirdly makes it easier to grind later because you kill yes. things in fewer and in, in fewer slashes. So it can be a bit like an investment, um, you know, in, in leveling faster later, um, at, you know, even in addition to the survivability benefits that those better whips give you. And and one thing that is a flaw in this game that is uh, not a solved problem in games like mm. modern games, you run into this, yeah. Um, where you get uh, using money as to power your sub weapons is not incentivized because the uh, the game is very easy. Yes, you end up with all these cool different items mm-hmm. uh, and really nothing to use them on. Right. So like, yes, you can get the crystal ball mm-hmm. thing that bounces around. When is it ever useful? <laughs> You Never. mean the you mean the diamond? Yeah, yeah, the diamond, the the bouncy screensaver diamond. Mm-hmm. Uh, never useful. Nope. Kind of neat. A little bit yeah. fun. No, there's no utility for it though, because there's not a keyhole for that key right. in this game. Yeah, which is a big flaw. But again, that also happens in you know every AAA game I played from the last few years. Oh yeah, there's something like that. Yeah. Um, something that is worth talking about as well is the fact that uh, I believe it's the thorn whip. Uh, that is sold from a secret vendor. One of the other NPCs in this opening area in this first town of Jova um, said it will tell you like, oh, there are some crooked, uh, you know, there are some crooked merchants, etc. Makes you think people are going to give you a bad deal. What they're actually trying to say is some merchants operate in secret. In this one, you have to use the holy water to attack the floorboards of one of the buildings you can go, you can go into to destroy the blocks to go down to where this guy is hiding. Eventually, I love how that becomes standard. Yes. Like, there's the town where every merchant hides. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and, it, it, you know, it, I'm the only customer. It's it's you know, it's a video game. But it's yeah. just very funny uh, <laughs> to break into the floor. Yeah. Um, we continue east past a, a broken bridge with classic Castlevania-style mermen mm-hmm. uh, in order to reach this branch on the path. If we head down, 
uh, south, I don't know, <laughs> head down, we reach the town of Veros. Yes. Which uh, sounds like a right-wing Twitter alternative. <laughs> welcome, <laughs> welcome to Veros. Where, yeah. uh, if you, we, we don't like posts, we hile them. Yeah, we, um, we, 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 we truth, we truth, uh, badge <laughs> these things to show that they're true. We live Nervous. in hell. Um, <laughs> we do. Yeah, what a terrible night to live in the United States. Uh, town is mostly em- uh, empty. Uh, the clue givers here are ex- especially useless. However, here, uh, you can throw, uh, throw your holy water, uh, and find places to buy your dagger. Uh, do we need to explain a Castlevania dagger? You throw it, it, it goes a short well, distance. Well, normally daggers go the full length of the screen in Castlevania. Yes. Uh, this one only goes a short distance, and this is the free one. Yes. Uh, later, you'll get one that costs you money. This does as much damage as the Thorn Whip. This does two damage. It's a sharewire dagger. You throw it, it goes partway across the screen, then a pop-up comes up. <laughs> yeah. You have to say yes. It's a shuttle running dagger. Uh, it's a it's a throwing stick. It's yeah. Yeah. The, uh, this does more damage than your basic whip. Yeah. So very useful for grinding up for the premier treasure in Veros, the chain whip. Yes. Uh, which is just, uh, does more damage. And right near Veros, we get to our first, uh, mansion where, uh, we think, Hey, maybe we're going to be able to put all this stuff to the test. No, we've already talked about mansions and how they're basically nothing. Yeah. There's, there's not a whole lot to it. Yeah. Um, this is Berkeley mansion. Um, so there are the fake floors, which we talked about. Um, you either throw, uh, holy water mm-hmm. on these or you watch where enemies step. Yes. Um, I like that. Yep. That's, that's, you know, that's clever. Uh, the enemies won't go on there. Um, the kind of trick to this one is there is the, uh, the fake floor that's on the, that you have to jump through mm-hmm. to get up onto the next level. So it's like a fake landing. Yeah. Um, a little bit tricky. And when you get in here, you have to have the white crystal equipped to see uh, a little elevator. Yes. That will take you up. Um, so the white crystal, not strictly necessary. You can actually get on this little elevator. It's just invisible, Mm -hmm. but you eventually end up trading the, uh, you know, turning that paperclip into a house. Yeah. Um, crystal wise. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we get new enemies here. We get the gargoyles, uh, that, um, shoot out these split shots a little bit, uh, more unpredictable. Uh, we get spear armor, which is kind of just the zombies, but with a poking stick. Um, and frustratingly, uh, these jumping slimes, which are always a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you're ducking down, you can't hit them. They have to be kind of in the air. Yeah. Uh, going between uh, higher or low. Um, this introduces the rhythm of finding an oak stake merchant. Mm-hmm. in the castle uh these cost 50 hearts um so you you need to have a little bit of money um yeah. for these even though time does not pass in the castles yeah so if you have to grind some grind up some money it's fine mm-hmm. um and uh, once you have one of these you can only have one at a time it lets you buy more but mm-hmm. your counter number goes up and you have to make sure you don't have it equipped yes. because if you accidentally use it you will be mad mm-hmm Yep, you, you you use this um, to break open the orb that contains these relics that are almost always in a room that looks like uh, it should be a boss arena. And this is where you will first feel that uh, hollow disappointment. It, it being on a little orb on a plinth makes it really weird that this isn't Metroid inspired. Uh-huh. <laughs> like this has huge Metroid energy. Yeah. Looking, um, looking kind of sideways at you uh, for saying Metroid it, didn't. Weird that a stake opens this up uh, mm-hmm. as well, um, but this this is good. It's good to get this one uh, yeah. Dracula's rib, which gives you a shield. You'll have this equipped most of the time. Um, you can also buy a stake on your way out. 
and yes. save yourself a trip on the next uh, mansion. Mm-hmm. The uh, I think the penultimate mansion that is advantageous to do. Yes. Uh, I, I call it out because it has a concept mm-hmm. and most of them don't. Uh, the concept being you have to go way out of your way to get the uh, the stake. Yeah. But if you can beeline it, yeah, uh, it's it, actually very simple. Yeah, it's just straight up jumping through a wall uh, to get yeah. over there. Yeah. Uh, so we leave here. Um, we leave Berkeley Mansion and we can go out to the woods uh, headed toward Algeba. Um, this, uh, these woods, they introduce spiders that will drop from the trees uh, rhythmically, you know, so. And shoot webs. Yes. And not like shooting lines of webs. No, nope. they will they will shoot sprites of fully made spider webs. Yeah, they shoot the Spider-Man symbol at you. Yeah. It's the equivalent of a human throwing a house at you. That's what I was going to say. It'd be like if I was yeah. in here and just th- th- just throwing throw throwing a ranch. Tossing ADUs. <laughs> just, yeah. just throwing ramblers. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, oh no, he's got a shotgun chat. <laughs> and he just throws fucking long house like a spear. Yep. You know? I guess like a turtle throwing shells might be also, yeah, you know, but you know, that's what the, the, the skeletons do. Cause they throw ribs. They do. Yeah. It's fun. Um, we also, when you get past this, we get to this area that looks like a cistern or sewer mm-hmm. uh, area. And this has tougher enemies. Uh, there are bats, yep. um, that kind of fly towards you and these floating eyes that will make a beeline towards you. And it's trading a little bit in that classic Castlevania, uh, mechanical bit of how do I handle something that's coming at me? not from directly in front of me mm-hmm. you know you have a very limited uh kind of attack yeah uh zone it interestingly in a game without the axe mm-hmm. so you had to back up a little bit yeah and uh and yeah. jump and hit them yeah you know. uh but yeah cool atmospheric i like that you pass through a sewer you know to get here it it seems kind of strange this just that it this is presenting sewers in the same kind of like palette as like an option like oh you might find a forest you might find a mountain you might find a sewer but Mm -hmm. you know if you put uh if you if you look at this through dark souls eyes it's kind of like oh this is like the quickest way through between these places right yeah yeah uh this town is important uh we get from this garlic laurels and the blue crystal uh the way these work laurels we talked about these are invincibility uh that you can have uh garlic is really interesting it does uh the manual says it weakens enemies Mm -hmm. um it just hurts them you put it on the ground and it hurts them but really you're using this as a consumable that you trade to weirdos (laughs) just background weirdos yeah, yeah, just ambient weirdos who love garlic mm-hmm. and you just give them a clove and they just fucking gruffle it on the spot and give you something. <laughs> they don't um, even bother so much, feeling it. Yeah, they, 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 they get all the nutrients from the shell. Um, they just they also just appear. You yeah. drop garlic like just garlic, you know, and, and, and Kool-Aid man through the, the reality. Um, the blue crystal you get by run, talking to a swordsman. There are yeah. swordsmen every town uh, and he will trade you your white crystal. So yeah. every crystal has backwards compatibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just have to talk to a guy yeah, who, who will collect them all. Who wants a worse crystal than he has. Yeah. He's, he's, he like, it goes better with his stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, there, there, there are uh, lots of clues about items in this place, uh, but there's also a uh, false clue. I like this a lot to restore your life. Shout in front of the church, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty good. I yeah, practice that in real life. Yeah, <laughs> sanctuary, sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to actually go in and talk to the person yeah. who basically says you look like shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I like a lot. 
Um, if you take this garlic to the cemetery just to the right, uh, you can drop this and a garlic snuffling weirdo will give you a silver knife. Yeah. Um, this is the next upgrade of this. Uh, this flies further, does more damage, but it costs a heart. Yeah. Uh, and it's up to you to decide if it's worth it. I generally didn't find that it was worth it. Uh, hitting some, hitting a moving target at that distance, uh, was not advantageous. Not something I felt like I could pull off. Yeah. Uh, at this point, if you have the chain whip, it's unnecessary. Yeah. You know, uh, it, it can be really good if you're if you're grinding above your level, if you're fighting tougher guys at night mm-hmm. um, to mix them up. And yeah. you'll still end up on top as far as money goes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, oh, we, we didn't talk about uh, not only is it counterintuitive um, that you get uh, uh, hearts as money, the system is real weird. Yeah. The, uh, the big heart, half heart, small heart, half heart mm-hmm. system is also counterintuitive. Yeah. Um, where full hearts are worth less than half hearts. Yeah. Because, so. you know, full, <laughs> I don't know if they're going by volume and we just can't see it. Um, yeah. Are there collectors because they're rarities like collector yeah. item? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. It's like those upside down, upside down plane stamps. Yeah. 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 Uh, we backtrack past this town, uh, and we go down or south in order to reach this path forward. Uh, there's a lake where we can see the other side of it, but it's too far to jump. If we put on the blue crystal and kneel, uh, the lake will, the camera just pans down like frog fractions and shows you what's beneath the lake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, the, the appearance is that the lake drains. I like this because it implies that you have just devastated this community. <laughs> yeah. Well, they deserved it. They lied to me. <laughs> you know, I shouted in front of a church for ages and I didn't yeah, heal at all. Not jack shit happened. No more water for you fools. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this uh, gives us the uh, hilariously named Rover Mansion, which mm. sounds like a Hotel for Dogs sequel to me. Um, yeah, it does not sound cool. No, not at all. Um, and there's not a whole lot new here going on. Not really throwing concepts at us fast and furious. Uh, the kind of centerpiece of this or set piece rather, at one point, a uh, a moving wall trap will try and push you into some water. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's easy to avoid because it doesn't move very fast. Yeah. You just jump over it. Yeah. Um, there are also some kind of tight jumps here, uh, where you have to make them without hitting your head. Mm -hmm. Uh, they don't, they're not above death hazards. Right. You just fall down. Mm -hmm. Uh, but you know, you have to figure out how to make these jumps. Not a big deal. And there's no boss. Right. You buy the steak from the convenience vendor and then grab Dracula's heart. Uh, here is Dracula's heart. The one with no purpose. I think Dracula's heart is the one with no purpose. Yeah. There's one, there's one of them you just need to have. Yeah. Um, Let me, I'm, I'm looking that up. Continue. Yeah. Uh, to proceed, uh, we had to go back to Jova and we had left from there. Um, we run into those double head enemies that we saw before these two headed guys, um, that, uh, we bounced off of earlier. Um, they're like skeletons that shoot fireballs, but now we can handle them. Our whip is better and we've leveled up a couple times. Yes. They're not going to destroy us. Yeah. Um, uh, we're going to need the heart here because the heart is what you give to the ferryman once you get through gotcha. this uh, through this area with the double heads. Might be the ring. I feel like there's one of them that doesn't do something. The ring doesn't do anything. The ring just lets yeah. you get close to uh, Dracula's castle. 
Yeah, because the eye will reveal something, and the uh, the nail allows you to whip through false platforms. I think. Yes, yeah. uh, the eye reveals yeah. item. It says it reveals items beneath uh, false blocks, but really it just uh, shows you some blocks that you can destroy. Uh, the nail seems to be the most uh, uh, the, the most you quote unquote useful one. That's the one that lets you destroy blocks with your uh, um, yeah. with your with your whip. Outside of the rib, of course. Yes. Yeah. Uh, when we get past this, um, we, there's some dogs here as well, and little mm-hmm. swamp men that pop out of the water uh, that shoot fireballs uh, that very slowly uh, here. We get to the swamp that damages us. Yes. Um, so we want to use laurels to protect ourselves. Yeah. Um, it also slows you down mm-hmm. here. Uh, so you, ha- you, know, you want to be uh, jumping uh, all the time through this. And you can power through this, especially given that there is no penalty for death. Mm-hmm. So do not feel like the uh, you have to grind for laurels. You yeah. can also just take a death and get to the other end. Yeah, because death is nothing. Death is meaningless. Mm-hmm. Set yourself free. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a ferryman here at the end who will chuckle. And uh, if you have Dracula's heart equipped, he'll take you to the shores of the jam wasteland. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just picturing dark candy land. <laughs> Mm-hmm. yeah i love the jam wasteland yeah, yeah. um if you if you got to this place before you got dracula's heart he will take you to a different uh different uh location uh mm-hmm. here though it, like the, the the heart acts as a key to the Brahm mansion uh is where you need to go uh but the jam wasteland um uh, has like a little stopover if you go beyond beyond Brahm's mansion uh you'll uh, uh find a guy that, that'll, that'll just give you a diamond you don't even have to give mm-hmm. him anything it's just did you did, did you get there um but uh this is beyond one of the toughest platforming challenges in the game uh crossing a lake uh with oscillating platforms and the first medusa heads that we've seen yeah and these uh pirate ghosts i think are a great sprite oh yeah uh this is the diamond that screensavers around the room and is not worth your time yeah it would so, be an interesting weapon in a game that had levels that were designed for it like symphony of the night yeah. since it basically does what the crystal does in that mm-hmm. yeah that, that you uh you throw down yeah um Brom mansion is nothing uh it's just you know a maze the only thing that uh differentiates it is our first boss that we're gonna run into which is death yeah you know how scary death is hey bud all um, the sickles <laughs> yep uh this is a something in a slow death that you can stun lock infinitely yep <laughs> he doesn't uh, doesn't move unpredictably he just kind of just kind of goes in a circle like uh like somebody is just dragging him with a mouse everybody's uh, sick and tired <laughs> like dracula hasn't been checking death's litter box to see if he's got urinary crystals or something <laughs> you know, like it just really feels like uh man everybody needs to take a day a personal yeah. day can you give me something in a in a dizzy woozy boss can i find yeah. can i find a vampire who's just kind of nauseous can, can i poison waff or the uh the death's dinner with a bunch of boston whaler sandwiches from burger king <laughs> And then see how they feel after like three Boston Whalers. You know, like, what's a Boston Whaler? It's a it's a, the Burger King's fish sandwich. The, uh, yeah, gross. I've never eaten one, uh, but but replaced with filet o fish. Okay, like this this is a four filet o fish death. <laughs> uh, he's he's not doing good. Oh my uh, god! Yeah, it just uh, it's super easy to beat. Uh, uh, you don't even have to beat him. You can just walk by him. Uh, Beating him will get you. Oh, Siren Velmont. Good to see you. That's none of my business. Hey, how's it going? Oh, you know what? Yeah. I'd love to stop and chat, but I, uh, oof, I, I was on the prize. I uh, sickles randomly. Uh, 
he will drop the golden knife, uh, which I think has like a little flame effect on it. Just does more damage. Yeah, does does a lot of damage. Uh, yeah. The golden knife is good uh, if this game was hard. Yes. Uh, and you get from this, uh, you get Dracula's eye, which reveals certain hidden uh, walls and stuff. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't, the manual doesn't have a good message for this. No. Um, it doesn't tell you what it does. The, uh, the This is one of the uh, mistranslation mm-hmm. because the original version says like the reflection of the eye shows you. Yeah. Um, it's like pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we take the ferry without using Dracula's heart, we get to Aldra, uh, this next town. And this is like Zozo yeah uh this is this is a town full of lying assholes yes uh giving you one of the most famous bad hints hit deborah cliff with your head to make a hole which very much feels like somebody saying fuck you it it's the uh i love the uh the retranslation the Mm -hmm. finished dev did for this which was like hit your head hit your head on deborah cliff uh and see which one breaks first (laughs) like it's much more explicitly a fuck you yeah you know, I got to match your face in my ass, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, which doesn't, that doesn't that, uh, boy, comparing somebody's face to your own ass, mm. uh, it sounds like a little bit like you're trying to get somebody to eat your butt. Yeah. No, mm, you know, I got to match your face I, in my ass. Let's be in 10 minutes. I got, you know, I got two <laughs> things that should meet your face in my ass. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> just it's a real weird insult. I think for being yeah. like a tough guy insult for the seventies. The also, also, if you're, if you're, if you're saying it to somebody you don't like, if you're trying to say they're ugly, why don't you have a higher opinion, opinion of your ass? Yeah. There's a weird ass shame. Yeah. That, that people have, it's the kind of same, the thinking that goes with mooning people, you know, I, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't. I don't get mooning. Oh, I mean, because you know? it's funny to <laughs> because. So here's the thing: throughout your day, you don't expect to see somebody's ass, but then there's an ass. <laughs> well, no, I I get that, but like it if you know, like here here's my butt. Okay. You know, here here's the you know eat my ass. Here's there's the worst part of me. Mm-hmm. But it's just you bending over, showing off your shapely rear. Yeah. yeah. You know, perhaps you have a taut dancer's butt. Yeah, maybe maybe, you know? maybe maybe you got one of them Pilates hindquarters. It's fine. Yeah, or if you don't, yeah. it's fine too. I think I think yeah. that in in general, the pos the, the the positive upward appraisal of asses in our society has been yes. has been beneficial. It's been incredible. What yeah. a time to be Gary. Like the, the, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 you know, just ass is just incredible. Yeah, you know? yeah. they're just they're just really good. You know yeah. the. The duck feet position of like all genitals are good. All asses are good too. Yeah. Go for yeah. it. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah go asses. <laughs> just, just waving a pen around that says asses. Yeah. <laughs> like I got the, at the parade. I got kicked out of the Memorial Day parade again. Just, um, just a big, a big foam finger that says up with asses. Yeah. Up, up. I got I got to match this foam finger in your ass. <laughs> Let's experiment with our bodies. Um, <laughs> let's have fun with what our bodies it's, can do. It's, it's part of the human experience. Let's express ourselves. Yeah, let's add texture to our sex lives. Um, this is also the town that has ladies that hit on you. Yep. Talk about how hot you are. <laughs> you know, uh, just like, again, uh, very good vibes. Um, yeah. uh, you, this is where you get the red crystal. You trade up. I think this is the last evolution of the crystal. Uh, yeah. This yeah. this is good, what you're going to need at Deborah Cliff. Uh, yes. after, after having, uh, beaten yourself to death against the cliff. If you go West, uh, here, there's a little place where you can drop garlic. There's a hint to this effect. Yeah. Uh, this spawns a man who gives you a silk bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, the silk bag is good. Uh, this increases the amount of garlic and laurels. Mm-hmm. 
you can uh, carry. And eventually a guy will fill up your laurel bag. Yes. Uh, so you want to get this early. So he'll fill it up to uh, date. Yeah. yeah. It's like in 400 free hearts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think somewhere around now is also when you run into the Freddy enemy. The Freddy uh, who, enemy. Who's just a Freddy Krueger. It's a little guy walking back and forth with little Freddy claws. You know what? I didn't see that as a Freddy. Oh, I, I, well, he's called Freddy. Oh. In the manual. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 thought, I think he, he looks very Freddy to me. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's uh, his name. That might be yeah. what I'm, may, what may, I'm may, may, Maybe Maybe it's steered it. Let me, uh, let me see here. I'm looking at a, a God, I love strategy wiki. And oh, they're... Yeah. Uh, and uh, and their little gifts of all the uh, of all the folks. Yeah, it certainly doesn't look like Freddy Krueger from the side. I think the the fact that he's kind of flashes his claw, oh. it's more that he uh, uh, poses like Freddy. He's got moves like Freddy. <laughs> Are you talking about the Kagadume? Uh, like the uh, like the green guy? <laughs> uh, it's a uh, Kagatsume is the original translation. Mm. Uh, he's kind of green and black. Yeah, no, I don't see that as for as a as a Freddy at all. It looks more xenomorphy because of the green yeah. uh, the greenness and the shape of the head. Well, the, yeah, the manual makes him, but uh, in the uh, he kind of moves his hands like a Freddy Krueger, a little bit, yeah, yeah. Huh. The um, yeah, uh, and in the novelization, okay, uh, they make sure that you know that his name is spelled with an I E instead of a Y, and that that might mean he's a nice monster. <sighs> <laughs> so the, the, this has a worlds of power book associated oh, yeah, with it and we usually make a mention of those this one is it's interesting because it is not like the, the the kid gets pulled into the game and they are the hero they're pulled in to be simon's sidekick yeah uh they don't replace simon they just hang out with him yeah uh it's it is like a 70 page book that has 22 chapters <laughs> uh the last chapter is the final confrontation part two for some reason and then the names of the chapters are like a rib tickler and stake out god uh it's yeah red Man. rover blue rover will you come over <laughs> uh chapter 16 the slime of dracula oh. i uh i read all those when i before i did the the book on it um mm-hmm. it is not one of the better ones no it, no pro- probably not as bad as like the baseball one which is just a play-by-play of a baseball it's just a baseball game yeah but yeah, it's, the Shadowgate ones and the Blaster Master ones uh, continue to be the best of those. I I, I disagree. I like uh, like Bonnet Commando. Bonnet Commando is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Uh, yeah. So anywho, uh, that's the the Freddy enemy, uh, <laughs> aka Green Monster, aka aka Claw. Yeah. Uh, there's a stopover in a town called Ondol, uh, which there's really nothing there other than giving you the ability to buy the Morningstar Whip. Um, it's we're saying, uh, not every town has a church, which makes arriving at them and looking for the church and not finding one very disappointing. Yeah. Uh, or very stressful. Yeah. You know, sure. if you're, if you, you know, can, can be, uh, can be additive. Yeah. Um, after you buy this morning star, you're basically out of money reasons. Yeah. So dying doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, and you want to get this because this is the final upgrade you can buy. Uh, the last upgrade is free. Mm-hmm. Uh, west of this town, that's where Deborah Cliff is. You have to have the red crystal uh, there and crouch, and then a whirlwind uh, carries you yes. uh, past it. This was translated uh, in town as a soul. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, makes no you know bad translation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the more infamous uh, lines on this. One of the more infamous scenes. I do like how this is basically the wraparound on the uh, mm-hmm. on the world. You know, you're at the furthest left edge 
basically. And this will take you back around, not all the way to the right. Like it'll drop you a little ways in uh, from the top mm-hmm. of there, uh, which is also a good little uh, I don't know, d- d- disorientation. Yeah, I like that. It's also uh, speed runs avoid this by using damage boost to get over like a one way drop. Yeah, uh, that you can do. Uh, the main thing this is going to take you is by uh, boldly mansion. Yeah, um, this is the same as every mansion we've been to, basically. Mm-hmm. But enemies are harder. Yeah, uh, they take more hits. They're not offensively more hard. No, no. The uh, the relic here is Dracula's nail. This is the one that lets you break the uh, blocks with your whip. Uh, you can either do that or just have the holy water equipped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I I would do. Um, this mansion has kind of a quick exit, uh, like a way to a shortcut exit, mm-hmm. which is really weird because uh, they could have done this for all of them. They could have, and they didn't. <laughs> it's one of those things where, like, thinking about Castlevania Two, such an old game. Um, when you realize how many, you know, we talk about this a lot on Bonfireside Chat, the line between uh, mistake and intention. Yes. You know, uh, whether something is a, a lore nugget, like this might have a reason uh, to be, and you can, you can puzzle that out versus something that's just a mistake. So many things in Castlevania two are on purpose, like yes. canonically on purpose, mm-hmm. um, either through interviews or through just looking at the rest of the game Yeah, that, uh, because of when it came out, it transfers something that would just be contempt in me to admiration mm-hmm. a little bit uh, and just how, how slight it is. But it's like it's interesting to think about why they did this. Yeah. Here. Maybe the idea is, you know, you're near the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe because this is a more challenging dungeon. Like Possibly. Maybe people on their way out got stuck. Yeah. You know, and that's unsatisfying. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you've already you're near the end and you've got the treasure. So, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, on a fully informed playthrough, this is presenting a little bit of a um, a little bit of a trade off because you could make the quick exit, but this is the place where you want to buy the extra oak steak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, because that is going to be most useful in the last mansion, the Laruba mansion. Um, so it's like either head straight out or take a little bit of a detour uh, to buy that steak. Um, yeah. so it's, it's funny that they, that they put this quick exit in a place where like in the one instance where it would be beneficial not to use it. No, it's probably why. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, once you leave, um, so we need to go to this other lake, uh, here to the West and kneel next to it to drain it, then head down to the caves. Uh, we go through another sewer area. Uh, this is huge mm-hmm. and there's huge swaths of this, that there's nothing, no incident. There's no reason to go there. Yeah, they're just enemy. <laughs> uh, it's weird. Yeah. Like, it's it's really strange. As a kid, I remember thinking there had to be a secret there because the rest of the game had, you know, primed me to. Yeah. Well, or, like, and, and also, you know, there's a little bit of, you know, I remember, like, getting into arguments with friends playing games, like, saying, like, oh, there's nothing there. And they say, why would they put it there if it, if it wasn't important? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. they use memory. They designed it. It's there. It's like, no, just, no, it's not. doesn't have to yeah. be. Maybe it was at some point there was something there. Maybe it's there as a, as a, you know, a red herring. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I almost just called it a false flag. <laughs> Worst times. <laughs> yeah. A, a no, red herring live... in a game is not a false flag. No, we live in hell. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God. Um, <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. I record this on July 5th, everybody. Yeah. Um, so anywho. Uh, we get through this sewer. The main thing we want to get here is there's a monk down here who we talk to who will turn our morning star into a flame whip. 
Uh, this yeah. is the most powerful whip. It's very good, but uh, it does way more damage. Yeah. Um, and right on the outside of this, we get to Luruba Mansion, which in the is in the middle of this huge swamp. Um, this uh, we need several laurels to cross, or you just walk and then you'll die. It's fine. Yeah, yep. set yourself free. Uh, this is very large. This is the uh, the dungeon that you can skip. Yes, uh, a big portion of it if you like. If you have the stake, you can just go to the end. But the stake merchant is hidden deep mm-hmm. in here. Yeah, uh, so much so that there is a monk who will fill up your laurels. Mm-hmm. Uh, here um which is nice to have for the end game um but they it, they're acknowledging that this is a big level yes yeah uh this is another one with a boss uh it's weird that no bosses then in three there's a or in, in, no bosses in, uh, in number two there's death in number uh four there's a boss uh mm-hmm. and then uh and then and then final the final one dracula's castle uh weird rhythm yeah. to this game uh the boss is carmilla this is a, a vampire it's a vampire lady um or at least as she'll she will be presented later here she's a big flying mask with like this dark tear running down one eye that kind of looks like the mask is cracking yeah it's great looking yeah uh, it's a super cool looking boss. Um, inspiration for the uh, Mask of Infamy boss in Binding of Isaac. Mm-hmm. Um, really cool looking, but just goes in slow circles. Yeah. Takes a million fucking hits. Uh-huh. Uh, but super easy. Yeah. You know, just jump and hit. You know? And then block when it when it cries a little tear, a little fireball, just make sure your shield's out. Yeah. Because it'll, just, yeah. it'll make little spread shots, but eminently uh, avoidable. Does not matter. The uh the yeah, the boss bosses in this game yeah. do not fucking matter. Absolute dog shit. Um she gives you the magic cross, which operates like they do in uh other Castlevanias. No, actually, uh, this this is just a key item. Uh gets oh, you right. gets you through the right, barrier. Right. This is yeah, you're right. This is what you need in in addition to Dracula's ring, um, to get uh to, to get to the final the final quote dungeon. Yeah, I I I had mis uh, misremembered it no. because I didn't end up using anything other than my whip mm-hmm. and holy water, basically. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I also uh, played this like th- four weeks ago, something like that. I got pretty ahead. Yeah. Uh, which is sometimes rough on a game that's like two hours long. Yes. Um. So. But yes. Uh. This plus the relic that you get from the uh from the from the dungeon here, uh, Dracula's ring. That's what you need to get in. Making Carmilla. Th- the one mandatory boss other than Dracula himself. Yeah. 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 Uh, Carmilla respawns on your way out. Of yep. course. Because she's just coded like a regular enemy. Cause <laughs> why not? <laughs> why not? Cause deadlines. Uh, yeah. Uh, you backtrack to the East, um, you know, head right from where you landed after you rode the whirlwind. Um, and we find this uh, town, Doina, Doina, uh, and the people here blame you. Yeah. For, for what's going on. Yeah, the, 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 I love that they hate their guts. I love the one who just says, "After Castlevania, I warned you not to return." <laughs> of that, like uh, after you did the Castlevania, John Rambo. After First Blood, I told you to stay away from this town. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you continue through some woods. Uh, the path branches. The upper path kind of takes you to a dead end here. Uh, the bottom path takes you to an abandoned town at the love foot of Dracula's castle. I love this. I love it. The fact what, that there's only the atmosphere touch. There's only one NPC. It's an, an old woman who says, you could just live here. You know, I God, that's so good and creepy. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Why don't you just stay here with me in the, yeah. the town? Nobody lives in like live in Centralia. It's great. Mm-hmm. Like uh Dracula Centralia. 
Mm. Um, yeah, really, really awesome thing for atmosphere. Even at, like as a kid, I remember just being like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like nobody lives here. That's fucked. Yeah, you know why? You know, just if, if a Dracula moves in, who's gonna who's gonna stick around? Yeah, me <laughs> and that lady. Because I like to get fully Draculated. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, we have to head east here. Um, we head east across a bridge. We're going into Dracula's castle. Yeah. Um, there's a wall right in front, which we can destroy because we have the uh, the heart and all the relics and the magic cross. Yes. And we get to go into Dracula's castle, uh, a very short dungeon that I also like this touch that there are no enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's kind of, you know, it sucks because Dracula is super easy, mm-hmm. but I like how spooky it gets. Like Dracula has this corrupting presence that the town nearby is empty and mm-hmm. even his castle is empty. Yeah. Like and nothing also- here. Dracula's dead. Why would he have his minions here? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because they know that you're coming. Mm, maybe. You know, it's a, it's an attractive nuisance. Simon <laughs> Belmont trap. But also, why would he want to stop you? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> because remember, I'm not we're here suspicious. To, we're, we're here to yeah. put them back together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But to kill him. Mm-hmm. Maybe so that he has backup when, once we do it. Oh, maybe. They should all be hiding like a surprise party. Oh, like those garlic guys? Yeah, <laughs> and as soon as you drop a garlic, they're all, yo, mm-hmm. <laughs> you <feel> like garlic. <laughs> um, the uh, like in the the later era Simpson with Cookie and Cleanie. Yeah, you know? I love Cleanie. <laughs> Cleanie's great. <laughs> uh, so uh, we get to Dracula. It's so easy. Uh, just like every other boss, you can stun lock him uh with uh with a couple of the items that you have he just kind of floats lazily in a circle again like somebody's dragging with a mouse and occasionally throws fireballs it's real bad yeah uh just absolutely the worst boss fights Mm -hmm. in this uh after you beat him you get an ending depending on how long it took uh literally like how many days passed Mm -hmm. um the bad ending is black and white uh, you get this view of Dracula's tombstone, and you get the text: uh, "The battle has consummated. Now peace and serenity have restored uh, has been restored to Transylvania, and the people are free of Dracula's curse forever." And you, Simon Belmont, will always be remembered for your bravery and courage. Dog shit ending. <laughs> Just you blew it. <laughs> you absolutely blew it. <laughs> How dare you? You sat on your you sat on your thumb, man. You let everybody yep. down. Um, the normal ending. Uh, a little bit better. Uh, this one's in color and it has Simon dealing in front of the grave and um, um, with relief says, although the confrontation between Simon and Dracula has concluded, Simon couldn't survive his fatal wounds. Transylvania's only hope is a young man who will triumph over evil and get rid of Dracula's deadly curse. Yeah. Which seems way worse because Simon dies, but also, you know, next generation, mm-hmm. it's good. The, the new thunder gun. We'll take care of things. Uh, the good ending, you had to beat the game in seven days, which is hard. Yeah. Uh, if you, you, this is meant to be played repeatedly mm-hmm. get these extra endings, which I don't know. I don't think people, you know, really benefits from such. Right. Uh, but you do have to know what's going on to beat it in seven days. Yes. Um, this shows the tombstone, uh, at night. Uh, and the text is the encounter with Dracula is terminated. Simon Belmont has put an end to the eternal darkness in Transylvania. His blood and sweat have penetrated the earth and will induce magic and happiness for those who walk this land. Simon walks away and then Dracula's hand bursts from the dirt. 
Uh, <laughs> lots of mixed for, messages. Yeah, uh, between like the color grading and uh-huh. the, the day cycle and the text and whether Simon lives, uh, all these endings, uh, none of them seem to correspond to anything. They're all over the road is the thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, all of which I think are fine from mm-hmm. a dramatic standpoint. Yeah. Uh, if you decouple them from the idea of reward. Yes. You know, uh, just, you know, the, the good ending, like here's the tombstone. You did it. Uh, the ending that you did it, but you paid the cost and the next generation will come mm-hmm. or you did it, but you didn't do it well enough. And Dracula's coming back. Yes. You just yeah. have to think of them not as uh, corresponding to how much time it took the game, mm-hmm. you know, to be the yeah. game. And separate from, uh, you know, the notional player who played this at the time worked really, really hard to get an ending that is by all intent, by, by, by all reasoning worse, separating myself from that person and their disappointment. I do appreciate the NES sloppiness and jank to the endings not corresponding to the effort. Me too. It's just, it's silly. It feels mysterious and weird. Yeah. To me, it's, this is the ultimate hypocrisy game for me because it was my Castlevania as a kid. So like, Mm -hmm. and I I, I said this a couple of times during the episode, I can't emphasize enough that this is like a snack. Yes. Uh, It goes by real quick. Mm -hmm. Like feels good in the hands, goes by real quick. Feels good. Like in a Castlevania way. Like if you like this kind of feeling, Mm -hmm. you know, I enjoyed running and jumping and whipping shit. Yeah. You know, in this, um, yeah, it, it, it just, it bypasses my critical mind. <laughs> I just love it. I, I don't know. Yeah. I love Castlevania too. Yeah. I, I, I love it too. You know, I think that, uh, you know, it's quality as distinct from the experience of playing it. Um, you know, like the, like those can be separate things, you know, as mm-hmm. long as we acknowledge it, I think that's, I think that's fine. I don't think that's, you know, bad criticism or anything. Uh, well, I guess the listener can decide on that, but yeah, it's hard not to have affection for something like this and the swings that it makes, even if it doesn't deliver on them. Do I prefer Castlevania one and three as games? You know? Yeah, I think so. Maybe, but like this, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say if, if I was really happy to revisit this same now having revisited it if you were like hey do you want to play a castlevania my answer 10 out of 10 for a while is going to be one or three yes you know um the uh but revisiting castlevania 2 gave me unique pleasures that one and three don't give me yes you know i like getting that topped off Mm -hmm. uh it maybe doesn't have as much replay you know or much immediate appeal Mm -hmm. as castlevania one and three and there it's it's a worse game those, yeah. are, those are much better games for right or for wrong though this is a really important step in the igivania yes. movement right and there's been some backlash against that like some people do not like those i get that you know they mm-hmm. miss the old style castlevanias um i love those yeah Th- those are for me that is uh you know in terms of an action rpg like if i'm going to play something with the rhythms of rpgs like where i'm watching numbers go up and i'm getting new equipment yeah you know it's hard for me to do worse than one of those yeah like they're just fun Mm -hmm. to me uh i like what this did for the series agreed so yeah you know i i I think i think that that this falls into a game that i that i respect more than i enjoy you know broadly but i enjoy it a lot (laughs) so it's also i don't uh i i played this before i played castlevania one as a kid yeah uh so it kind of you know it fucked everything up. 
yes there's uh there's impressions that i cannot divorce myself from yeah there's that uh now the first the first one is going to take primacy for you yeah the 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 golden age of comics is 12 yes you know on the schedule and thanks everybody for listening mm-hmm. we appreciate um, you yeah hey, hey, hey gary do we have somebody that we're going to promote yeah uh this episode i'd like to give a shout out to katie coleman uh who does a podcast called totally trans uh this is a podcast that uh looks for finding uh, representation in media um and talks about trans history nice uh, so you can find this at uh, HTTPS uh, colon slash slash totally trans dot buzzsprout dot com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big shout out to Katie. Uh, yeah. Big shout out to Katie. Learn about that important issue. Yeah. Uh, it's it's really neat. There's an episode coming out soon, uh, she says, about uh, Dark Souls. So mm. there's all kinds of gender stuff in Dark Souls. Of course. With Gwendolyn. Uh, that I'm sure is going to be a very interesting discussion. Yeah. That uh, whole series. Recommended. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's all, and especially, man, uh, Elden Ring, too. Oh, 100%. It's, uh, it permeates the entire thing. This mm-hmm. whole series smacks, smacks the gender. of gender. Yeah. Yeah. Just the, it's from the age of dark and the age of shit. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, check it out. Cool. It's totally trans. Nice. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, that is everything for Castlevania 2 here. If you have thoughts about Castlevania 2, uh, it is actually too late. Um, yes. we had to move the deadline up for responses because of Gary's move. Normally it would be the 15th, but we, as you're listening, we recorded that dispatch yesterday. Uh, if you're calling in about elder care, this yes. episode is about gardening. Um, yes. but, uh, if you have thoughts about, um, August games, which are final fantasy 12 and Wario land Four. Uh, you can go to duckfeed.tv slash contact and uh, write in, click the WAF button there and uh, write your response. Uh, if you have uh, thoughts about multiple games, please separate those into multiple responses. Uh, that helps us uh, file things. Makes my job possible. Yeah. Uh, next episode we're doing is about control. That is a premium episode, which means everybody uh, is going to get the generalities. Mm-hmm. But uh, patrons at $5 a month or over will get the entire episode. Yeah. I think it's going to be a good one. I think um, so, too. The uh, The generalities of that game are interesting, but the mm-hmm. specifics are also very interesting. Yes. So uh, I think that's going to be a good one. Uh, if you'd I'm... like to join us, it's five bucks a month at patreon.com slash TV. Yeah. And you don't just get that, uh, that, that episode for the five bucks. You get access to the full catalog. I think we're approaching like more than uh, like 50 of those at this point, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Quite yeah. a bit. Um, join us. Please. Uh, yeah. And leave ratings, reviews on Apple podcasts or podcast addict. Uh, anything you can do helps out. Please do. So yeah, we yeah. really appreciate you. Uh, until next time, what should they watch out for Cole? Watch out for the graveyard duck. Mm-hmm.